Oh, there we go. Oh, we are live. Right. Yeah. I'm glad hey, they. I'm glad they tell you your life. <laughs> I hope they don't cheat in your life before you actually are live. You know, and uh, and then and then they hold it against you. Well, no, because they, yeah, but then they have bloopers, don't they, and things like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Facebook. Yeah, we're uh, live here. Um, we're going to have a chat with uh, Kenny Rye, who's a bodybuilder and a former male model. Uh, that's what it says on his uh, thing, anyway. Yeah, so uh, he's quite muscly. I mean, look, don't compare him with me because it's not fair. Because I'm a, I'm a very, very weak footballer and an athlete. Okay, but um, and now that's assuming he comes on, of course, because at the moment um, we don't know, we don't know where he is. He's nowhere to be found. And to apologise for not coming on at um, four o'clock. Schedule time. Yeah, the schedule time. Um, I did come on and apologise. Um, Kenny had a few little challenges. No, no, no big deal. But it could be that the challenges are still continuing. We don't know. So it appears that way, doesn't it? Yes. Anyway, welcome to the health angle. Anyway, so have you had a good, have you had a good week? Yeah, that's why I've had a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good week. Um, I've had a good training week, to be honest. I've had a very good training week. So tomorrow's tomorrow's my. Ties in perfectly with what we're talking about, what we decided we're going to talk about if mm -hmm. in the event Kenny does not arrive. Um, but tomorrow is my, my cool-down day. So I've had three, three heavy days of training. And um, then tomorrow I still train, but it will be more of a relaxed, cool-down type of workout just to keep the body going yeah. and keep it ah. flexible. So – Okay, so you've been doing three days of heavy training. What what are we talking about here when you say heavy mm. training? So I use I use a, a very ingenious German tool. Uh, it's called the 4D Pro. And um, I found it when I was living in Dubai. And it's a fantastic apparatus because it's you suspend it, number one. But number two, it is has a bungee technology attached to it so instead of being a fixed suspension okay like aka the trx that kind of stuff this this has a bungee technology to it so you bounce around a lot you move around a lot yeah is ken is kenny coming on does it look he's like he's coming on uh yeah he's coming on actually um yeah ca carry on talking for a minute i'm gonna go and, go and get him <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, for me, I, I use that and then I do my body weight training as well. Um, but the thing is that I do like 54, 56 sets within the space of four, within 40 minutes. So I've, I've completed 56 sets of exercise within 40 yeah. minute time frame and approximately 37, 37 minutes of actual working out. So total and all in all, I've just over 45 minutes per workout. In, um, so my workouts are very quick. I don't waste time when I train. Even if I'm when I used to train in the gym, I never wasted time. I'd, I'd get in, I'd do my workout, I work hard, I warm up, do my workout, stretch, cool down, and then I'm out. Yeah, it's it's funny about warm ups because um, I think I've probably mentioned it before because I'm a, I'm a football referee uh, for those Americans soccer, okay, soccer and, and South Africans, yeah, and yeah. South Africans. Oh yeah, okay. We we actually used to call it soccer in this country. I don't know why it changed. Anyway. Um, 
And Probably the American the Americans outpaid outpaid the, the British football league so that they because American football right so they said <laughs> we can't have two different sports be called foot yeah, soccer I mean whatever I don't know but yeah they probably made a major change. <laughs> well, in my younger years, when I was an athlete, um, I used to uh, train at Crystal Palace, which is the, used to be the centre of the athletics in Great Britain, and um, we used to spend. Uh, probably 40 minutes, 45 minutes warming up before the sessions. We did some heavy sessions. And um, and, then, and then basically, when I do football refereeing, um, we do a 10-minute warm-up. <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it's, it, I don't think it's good enough. I, I don't think it's taken, it's not uh, professional enough. You need, it, you need to ease your body in before you start hitting mm -hmm. it hard. That, that's my view. Um, that doesn't mean that seem it's right, but um, but end of that forty five minutes, I was ready to go. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Ty, Kenny's here. Hang on. Hey, how you doing, Kenny? Hey, that's a bit trickier than Zoom, isn't it? Good morning, Kenny. How yeah, are you, anyway. mate? You all right? Yeah, we are, we are yeah, live, yeah. by the way, Kenny. So cool. How are you, how are you doing? I'm I'm on my phone at the moment, and okay. Uh, it's a little bit of a strange kind of setup. Yeah, I know. But where yeah, it looks like you've got a split screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can only see half my face as well, which isn't okay. a bad You thing. Might, need to, might need to move it so you get it all in. Look for where the uh, the camera is. Yeah, you can see ah, me now, better. can you guys? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Let's get into it. I'm going to hand you wanna, over. You want to see, see the kids jumping in from the left-hand side if they do. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Oh, kids are fine. They've been locked in another room, you know. They've been locked in another room. I'm just yeah, trying to look at where I need to look. look if, and I'm not being funny, but if Warren can eat his lunch when we're starting this, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the kids will be fine. Um, yeah, you know that. Uh, all right, here we go then. Right, so uh, welcome to the show, Kenny. Um, we, we Thank you. This is the, uh, the health angle. We uh, just look at... Um, Health from the sporting perspective, which means obviously slightly bit different. So we talk about warm ups and, and different things like that. But what I'm going to do, because I've already sorted this out with Warren, Warren's going to take the lead and he's going to, to ask a few questions and, and we'll go from there. And I'm going to sit in the background a bit. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Look, look Where you go, Warren. Oh, well, with, without without making you too nervous, I've dug up some uh, dark secrets. So it's a, it's Ooh. it should be should make for an interesting call. <laughs> no, I'm joking. How, how right. honest do you want me to be? <laughs> Truth or dare? Um, yeah, you know that. Okay. Huh. Um, look, I mean, you and I, we, we're in business together, theoretically speaking. Um, however, yep. we've never actually met each other. This is the first time we're. I've only seen you on. A new, numerous amount of Zoom calls, see, and I've seen your 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 uh, peak physique on there as well yeah. with your profile picture. And um, so I was I was yeah I come from a background I'm from South Africa, and I come from a background where for the last twenty years I've been in the wellness industry um, on all very various levels. Yeah, Paul, stay there. It's better having you on. I like to see your the reaction. And your 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 face there as a distraction, but um, I, I was an aspiring bodybuilder as well when I was a when I was a kid. Yeah, you know? um, I wanted to become a bodybuilder when I was in the military in South Africa. 
I used to tell everybody I'm going to be on stage one day as a bodybuilder. And um, that was a very short-lived dream, to be honest. <laughs> because, yeah. Because, um, well, I mean, hey, the, the, the thing about dreams, Warren, is, you know, they, sometimes they don't have an expiration date. True. True. But it's only a dream for as long as it remains a dream, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you know, there's always time, there's time for you yet. There's time for you yet. It is time for me yet. Oh, yes. I, I, I got mean, a pair I'm, of trunks you can borrow. <laughs> what those '80s flannel trunks, the '80s flare ones? You've been you've been checking out my profile, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so look, I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring it as Paul touched on. Yeah, we yeah we want to talk about sports related health factors, um, and me having been an athlete in the past and wanting to be an aspiring bodybuilder, but, you know, genetically speaking, I don't have it. Okay. So I realized that fairly quickly. And plus on top of that, when I was in the, in, in the military, I picked up a, a chronic injury on both my knees. So that kind of curtailed that. Um, but, you know, from a, a mental perspective, okay. As a, as a guy that, gave up bodybuilding for 25 years, all right? And then you get back into the game again. And as a natural bodybuilder, you know, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know that's that's watching this, as a natural bodybuilder, it's, it's exponentially harder than for a bodybuilder that you see as an IFBB pro typically. You know, uh, not all IFBB pros are that, 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 you know, go that way, but... You know, for the big guys, the behemoths that you see on stage, you know, as a natural bodybuilder, it's just so much harder to maintain, to build, and um, and also just to re reduce the risk of injuries. You know, you have a, your own life to deal with. And on top of that, the mental game is a massive factor, you know, because it can be very disheartening and discouraging when you, when you are natural and you're trying to grow. You know, not everybody has the genetics to grow. To the point where you know you can see significant gains in, in muscle mass and things like that, um, but it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse because there's always a way around it, right? So oh yeah. Uh, so for, tell us from your perspective as somebody who did was out of the game for 25 years, and then had put on, as you said, 70 pounds, 30, 30, 35 kilos, whatever. What was it like mentally coming back? into that arena, you know, with a family, wife, three kids. How was it for you to, to step back into that again? Well, it's interesting because um, I, always, I always think that the gym has led me to where I am today. You know, um, I started training when I was like 15, 16. Uh, by the, I, and I had terrible, terrible genetics, terrible genetics, the worst genetics that you would ever imagine i was as skinny as a rake i walked in the gym everybody looked at me and thought well you know even even the guy who, who coached me um <laughs> i spoke to him years later he said kenny you know when you first walked in the gym out of everyone in the gym you know and he'd done this for years and he said you were one of the person i would have i would have pointed the finger at and said this guy will never make it you know and he said after the first night i realized there was a lot more to you than met the eye and out of everyone I've trained over the years, you have you've progressed more than anyone else. He said, and I noticed that from that first night, 
you know, that you had, a, you know, this mindset, which was a little bit different to most other people. And to put it in a visual perspective, I used to cycle my bike down to the, the, the sports center where I lived and I literally used to push it home and it used to take me an hour to push it home because I was absolutely knackered <laughs> after training for two hours. Yeah, and that was like, um, you know, when I was like 16. And by the time I was 18, obviously I was taking it a lot more serious. And I was at 19, I was competing. At 20, I was Mr. England, Junior Mr. England, uh, Junior Mr. South Britain. You know, I was ranked in the top 10 uh, as a junior. Um, and then I went on uh, as a mister to compete as well. I kind of stopped everything around about 22, something like that, 22. Um, and like you said, I, I kind of got back into uh, uh, competing around about 25 years later. And it was purely um, to get getting back into it for a health reason. It wasn't like, hey, you know what? I want to walk around in my little skimpy kind of a, a white vest that my wife remembers me in. You know, or my, my big baggy bottoms or whatever it was, my ice cube bottoms. Uh, it was purely because uh, I was in a really bad way, you know, with my back. I had um, been diagnosed with uh, degenerative disc disease. You know, all my discs had worn away. Uh, I was in constant pain. Um, I was told I had to have a spinal operation. Otherwise, I'd be in pain for the rest of my life. I mean, and, and the pain oh. I was in, I couldn't I couldn't walk for days. You know, some, and I, sometimes I was laid up in bed. Um uh, and it got that bad that I used to put hot waters on my back to try to alleviate the pain. And I had scarring on my lower back where the, the heat was just scarring my back, you know. So I was in a really bad way and I was avoiding exercises because I thought it was just making things worse. And um, I started training and something happened. I don't know what it, what it was, but I started doing some things that I, I, I was avoiding. I mean, I'd researched a lot on exercises for lower back issues and all this kind of stuff. And and something clicked and it just seemed a little bit easier. Now in my mind, I was told by a specialist, a back specialist, that I would be in pain for the rest of my life if I didn't have this operation, what they suggested. So that's what I was carrying around psychologically, being told by a profession, professional, this is what you have. But I went and saw a, a, a physio, you know, a, a, a sports guy and uh, and he was a really good a, a really good sports guy he was a pro, he was a professional uh, squash player you know so he kind of knew and he worked with professional athletes and stuff and i said that this is what i've been told this is what i've tried doing please tell me if i'm stupid or if i'm crazy but i think i can actually make this easier for myself you know but i've been carrying around this it's i'm in pain for the rest of my life and he took one look at me, you know, took the shoes off and stepped forward, all that kind of stuff they do. And he said, Kenny, your glutes aren't firing right, you know, your glutes. And he said, I bet this is where you get most of your pain, you know. So with that, as soon as he said that, I realized, actually, I can, I can, I can reverse it. Well, not reverse it. That's a, that's a wrong thing. Anyone who's got their disc worn away, they yeah. understand they're not going to be growing back. But the pain thing was something massive, you know. I mean, you know, it would be like 15 minutes to get out of bed crawl out of bed 15 minutes see if i could actually walk that time you know go to the toilet look like i'd i'd, I'd mess my you know myself it, it, i was in a, a real bad way so he gave me these exercises and i started doing these exercises and started looking into the glute muscles more and as soon as i started looking into the glute muscles more on youtube i started seeing these girls in leggings doing all these fancy exercises and i'm like i'm not doing those exercises in in the gym that i work you know that i train in so I was training in this gym. But you'll do them in the leggings, though, right? Yeah, oh, the <laughs> you'll, leggings. You'll keep the leggings on. 
Yeah, I, I'm wearing the leggings, yeah? Notice uh, he didn't yeah, say, he, did, he said, I won't do the exercises, but he didn't say, I won't wear the leggings. Exactly, yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah. But I was yeah. in the gym really early at this one, about four o'clock in the morning, half past four, when the gym, uh, it was a 24-hour gym. So it was really, really early, and no one was in there. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try these exercises when no one's around. So I started doing some of these exercises that I saw these girls doing on YouTube. And... and you know, I, I can really feel it in working my glute muscles. So I thought, actually, you know what? I'm going to carry on doing this. And after like a week or so, I need a pillar to sit down. My glute muscles were killing me. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I just worked it so much. But from that day on, and the guys I train now, we all do the same kind of exercises. And I have a joke about it, you know. But it's one of the my, my top three exercises, you know, would be working the abductor for my glute muscles, I bent over, EZ bent over row for my lower back, you know, and all the time I used to train when I was like 15, 16, all the way up to 22, I always wore a weightlifting belt. Mm -hmm. For the last five years, I've never worn a belt, ever. And I'm, a, I'm stronger now on my back, on my lower back than ever before. And it's all about technique, posture, yeah. you know, and making sure that I'm putting my body in a position where I'm supporting my lower back and keeping it safe. You know, and I'm not making any anything worse. Um, and I would say, I mean, I don't want to touch you. There's nothing to touch wood. But I can't remember the last time I had a backache. Now, I never had the operation. And my, we know my disc would never have kind of grown back, so to speak. And I know I've got to be careful with the kids running around. You know, that sometimes it's a bit chaotic. All it takes is a, a knock in the back, a jarring. And I know my back, uh, here we go again. But it's never, it's never like it was. And I can't remember, like I say, touch wood, I cannot remember the last time I had a back problem, a backache, or getting up in the morning. It took me more than like two seconds to get out of bed. You know, so I, you, you, when you I'm looking at those videos. Sorry, oh, you I need to send me those videos because oh, I, I, I struggle me. with the same thing. I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, and, and so whenever I'm working with my guys now and girls, whatever it is, like I say, posture, technique and these exercises, I explain to them and they know, you know, and, and they're all exactly the same. No one has back issues. No one, because we're working on posture. We're not worried about weight, the kind of weight we're lifting, you know. And like you said, Warren, you know, I mean, as a natural athlete, you know, when I started competing, the reason I started competing was I started getting back into, you know, training. And I thought to myself, how can I make this more tricky for myself? How can I, you know, up the ante a little bit? And I thought to myself, well, why don't I compete again? I've not competed for 25 years. I've got nothing to lose. You know, I might as well compete. And I think then I was like 48, 49, something like that. I'm 52 this year. Well, maybe 47, 48, something like that. So I looked around and I thought to myself, there's no way I'm competing with these guys who, you know, taking what they take. I mean, I, you know, as a natural kind of athlete, I compete at around about 165, you know. So you're looking around about 12 stone. And, but that's obviously ripped. There's not, a, a, yeah. that's not an ounce of fat. Um, and when I, when I started, you know, five years ago to get the weight back, like you said, I was around about 230 pounds. 230 to 165, you're looking around about that kind of, that, 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 that. there's a fair amount of weight. And I realized the more weight I carry around my midsection, the more painful it was on my back. So at the moment I'm weighing around about 190, 195. Um, I was getting ready for a show this year, 
I was I was going to compete this year. I started getting ready for it last year, and obviously with what's going on, all the gyms have shut down everything, uh, and we're we're not even sure if the competition's going ahead. Uh, so I will compete again. You know, last I, I competed two years ago, um, and the only two people who beat me that when I competed both went on to become world champions. You know, so when when you're competing with the best in the world, I mean, and, and, you know. You know, when you look at the UK guys, the UK guys have got some amazing. We've probably got the best um, natural bodybuilders. If you look at the, all the world champions, they're pretty much UK based. You know, so I mean, we've got some serious athletes here. And when you when you step on stage with some of these guys, it's you know, it's 60, 70, you know, even the 60 year olds are like they blow my mind. They blow, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I come the last time I competed. There was a, there's about like ten of us, you know, and in the middle of the the show, the you know the compest stopped the the show, and he said, "Listen, there's one guy on this stage who should be in the over sixties, but unfortunately we didn't have enough people to do a class, so he's competing with the over fifties in our group. Can anyone guess who he is?" So we were all looking around, you know, and <laughs> and this guy stepped forward, and he was standing next to me, and I swear this guy was better than most 20 year olds he looked phenomenal see i mean i think he placed third in my, in our class i come second in that class but honestly i looked at him and i was like jesus you know this guy's 60 and it took me back to when i was like 18 and i walked to the gym and i was walking to the gym and, and where i was there was like a sports center and they had all these squash courts and you walk past the squash courts down this narrow corridor and the gym was right at the back and you could hear the clanging of the weights you know they kept all the monsters out the back kind of thing and i heard the clanging of this iron you know and i and, and as a, like an 18 year old i was like oh this is it you know i mean and so <laughs> i walked to the gym and there was a little there's a little slot of glass in the door you know one of those doors with the glass in there and I yes. looked through the glass uh, and there was this little old guy benching and one guy and he's benching and I was watching this guy for maybe a minute or so he finished his set I went into the gym put my bag down and I went over to him and I said look you know I, I hope you don't mind me asking but how old are you you know and he said I think he's like 90 odd and I was like Jesus you know that's how I want to be and from that early age, I realized that's what I, how I wanted to be, you know? And it's, it's always been with me. I mean, although I didn't compete, <coughs> I've, I've always worked out, you know? And, and so getting back into competition, setting the, you know, competing was just a way of testing myself, really. That's all, all it was. Now, you know, I understand what health is because I always thought health and fitness were one, but we understand to be healthy isn't necessarily about being fit, you know, and having that kind of great looking physique is definitely nothing to do with health and nothing to do with, with probably more fitness maybe, you know, but, you know, when I'm backstage, when I've been backstage and I've been listening to the guys talking, most of them are hanging. Most of the guys are just waiting to finish, to get to the wimpy or, you know, the, <laughs> whatever I can. For me, whatever they can get their hands on. <laughs> That's it, you know. And yeah. For me, you know, to compete. But when I was youngster, maybe twelve weeks to get ready for a show. As a natural athlete now, maybe 30, 40 weeks to actually get ready for a competition. That's a long time of dieting, you know. Just... But if you do it that way, by the time you get there, 
actually, I mean, I, I think I was eating nearly 3,000 calories, you know, when I was com when I actually on the day of the competition up to that point. So on 3,000 calories, that's a lot of food to be eating. You know, so if you do it the right way, you can you can feel OK as well, you know, um, but I would definitely say most people kind of get to that stage in a shorter period as they possibly can. And then they're going to have issues, you know, and like we said, this has definitely got nothing to do with health. You know, yeah. walking around ripped to pieces has got nothing to do with health. And over the last six months, I've realized, I've, I've actually realized what health is about, you know. And I feel great getting up in the morning, you know, not being in pain. But I think a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of that is down to my nutrition and, and the way I, 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 I kind of approach life. And possibly, you know, some of the things I'm taking, you know. And as a natural athlete, you know, like you touched on this, everything we we consume has to be approved by WADA, you know, so there, there, there's, it, I can't just take supplements. I can't just go into a house shop and start taking a load of supplements because you can be banned for seven years. You know, you can be banned for seven years, even in, as, as, as a natural athlete, you don't get paid nothing. You get a little plastic trophy or a little metal trophy. There's nothing for it. You know, all that competition, all that dieting for like half an hour of, on stage, you know, it costs you a fortune. You're covered in boot polish, you know, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, the, uh, the, it's WADA. Is that the World Anti-Doping Association or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so, right. so everything has to be approved. So, I mean, there's only there's only probably half a dozen products I actually use as supplements, you know. I mean, uh, and they're, they're probably not related to bodybuilding per se, apart from a protein powder that I take. My friend uh, owns the company and it's, it's it's all natural products. So I know uh, behind the products, you know, and it's all being tested, you know, it's it, 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 it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But the other so stuff, fine. you know, is, yeah, absolutely, mate, you know. But no, I, 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 I you know, c coming back to you, what you said, you know, with the knee issues, I had a back issue, you know. Uh, I, 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 struggle, I struggle with my back. I have scoliosis. And oh, so yeah. for me, lower back issues is, is an ongoing thing. And I also know my glutes do not fire properly. I and mean, I noticed it probably about two, three years ago, you know, before I used to have a, a bit of a booty, then all of a sudden it started looking like a ski slope. I was like, what's going yeah. on there? You know? yeah. And yeah. I've, been working, yeah. I've been working on looking, trying to figure out which part of my glutes is not firing up properly and what exercise I could be doing. But I haven't found the, the right one yet for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So perhaps I need to take some tips from you, get, get some ideas and some exercises as to what I could be doing. But, you know, I mean, I train. I train every day. I train out in the park. I was just saying to Paul now, I use um, a, a, an apparatus from Germany. It's a reactive suspension trainer. So it's like a bungee yeah. suspension trainer. I do body weight training. So I train every day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is this, an ongoing thing for me as well is, is the lower back. As, yeah, I understand that. It's, for me, I've got to stretch when I get out of bed in the morning and then I, I kind, of, kind of get out because my hips are so tight and, and stuff like that. But away from me and more back to you, and it's just um, something you touched on in a video that I, I saw of you and I was doing some dark research into you, um, <laughs> is you, you talk about support group. Now, you, yeah. you touched on it just now when you walked into that gym, you yeah, you, picked, you painted the picture, you go through the pass of squash courts. And, you know, my first gym was a, a garage gym. Literally, it was in an under, underground uh, car park garage, park 
car park and there was a gym built into the into the side there and it was real yeah. hardcore <laughs> and um, I used to train with these guys that had, had absolutely no idea what they're doing, but they just put on muscle like crazy, you know. And um, then one day I went into a polished gym, and I bumped into this gentleman, and he got we got talking. He kind of liked my vibe. I was in my early twenties, and it turned out that this guy used to train with Arnold and Frank Zane. Wow. And some of the some of the old school South African old school like Reg Parks and all those guys. Reg yeah, Parks, yeah. exactly. So yeah. he knew Reg Parks personally and that. And this guy was in his sixties at the time, I think fifties, late fifties, and he was in fantastic shape as well. And he just kind of became like a mentor for me, you know. And I had no one else to support me. I had no one else to guide me or anything like that. So just to, just explain to folks as well, you know, especially for the let's say take away from the bodybuilding side, um, and you have the average Joe Soap who now understands the health, the value of health and fitness, and the mental game behind that, and what it takes to it's like same like a diet, right? If you have a yeah. family of five and one person's on a diet trying to lose fat, it's it's Hard. very difficult if they're the only person yeah. that's following a program. So just explain to the average folks out there on the street, you know, what is it, how important is it to have some kind of support team or support group around you that can keep pushing you and keep motivating you to, to keep following on with your dream and aspiration and whatever that looks like? It's so important to have a, a support group. I mean, I, I, I've seen people who I've been coaching um, for quite some time and they train really hard they train really hard in the gym you know in fact some of them are like they're, they're, they're the hardest you know and they just cannot shift the weight and we've sat down for hours and explaining everything and they know how it's done they know it they know what they need to do they know what they need to do but unfortunately the home support around that person is not there none of the family are on the same journey so they're all eating processed foods and stuff and takeaways every night. And that person is not making any changes. And when they talk to the partner and the partner says to the person, why are you wasting your money? You know, because you're not changing. And the person turns around and says, it's not the coach. It's not my efforts. It's home life. You know, and they've had, uh, had conversations. It's so important that you're all on the same page. I mean, I'm very, very lucky that my wife uh, uh, supports me the way she does, cooks me, whatever. And the other day she said, so what do you want to eat this? What do you want to eat, you know, and uh, and I'm back into my curries. Oh. But, but yeah, I love my curries. I love, I love yeah. curries, you know. Um, and... You know, once I find something I love, I'm, I'm like a little Duracell bunny. I just kind of get wound up and I can just keep going and keep going and keep doing the same thing and keep eating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you know? And so I find something that I love eating that's obviously taking me towards my goals, you know? Um, and then the, 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 the guys around me, my family, you know, they're, they're, they understand maybe that I might not necessarily be eating with them all the time because... You, I, a lot of the times I might reduce the amount of food I'm, and the amount of meals I'm eating, not food I'm eating. Uh, and I like eating large meals, you know. So me, if I don't eat like a 1,000 to 1,500 calorie meal, um, I'm kind of thinking to myself, oh, I need some more. I need, so if I'm eating a 1,000, 1,500 calories, but I'm eating those two meals, 
I'm quite I'm quite comfortable to eat at 12 o'clock and four o'clock, you know, so okay. a very small window. So you see, I do a lot of intermittent fasting, you know, so yeah. I can go quite easily to 12 o'clock uh, from four o'clock. So almost like a 20 hour fast, you know. So intermittent fasting, this is intermittent fasting. Sorry, Kenny, but this is when people need as much support as possible because, yeah, this has become, yeah. become such a prevalent part of health and fitness today. We actually will do a show on intermittent fasting. So, Kenny, let's uh, come back. I've, yeah, I've practiced intermittent fasting. I've worked with clients doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. I did it for six months nonstop at one stage. and But yeah. then I realized I was doing the wrong type of intermittent fasting for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. So, but when you're fasting, the, the amount of mental stress that you go through is – you know, the, the smell of food can drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now oh, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. So it's even more yeah. important to have that support. So I, I try, I try to get my metabolism ramped up as fast as I possibly can. So if, if I'm not, I'm trying not to cut calories. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing my metabolism. I'm not worried about losing weight, you know, because I know that will come. Um, and I give myself such a long period of time to do do it that I'm pushing those calories as much as I possibly can to a tipping point. And then when the weight starts coming down, I know where I am. So usually around about 2,700, 2,800 calories to 3,000 calories, you know, is where I can actually kind of uh, um, drop, drop body fat, you know. Um, and I don't do much cardio, you know, so... Whereas before I've, I've sat on a bike for half an hour, watched a film on a spinning bike, I've got a spinning bike or an hour or whatever it is. Uh, and yeah, you can do that and it's going to work on your fitness levels. But the way I kind of thought it was well, actually, and if I'm burning these calories, all I need to do is reduce the calories a little bit. And then I don't need to do that kind of that, that work because it might not necessarily be helping me build muscle. You know, maybe I'm actually working too much and, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of burning that muscle up as it were. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've kind of got an old kind of bodybuilder's mindset of trying to eat as much as I possibly can, try, you know, um, trying to rest. I, I've always had a, a sleep midday, you know, around about 12, I, I go and have a little power nap. I've done that ever since I was like 16, 17. It's always helpful. It's amazing. So we, I love power naps. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, you close your eyes think, actually, I don't even know how I slept. The, the last thing <laughs> Forty minutes to an hour, and I'm like, Jesus, I, I, I'm getting some real good sleep. I'm almost like a baby again, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I try to keep things simple, you know. In the gym, I try to keep things simple. My food, I try to keep simple, you know. I try to keep it easy. The most important thing is I love what I eat. I have to love what I eat. If I don't love what I eat, then I'm going to yeah. find that it, it's difficult to stick to it, you know. So when I'm working with guys as well, or girls, ladies. Um, I don't necessarily write them a, a, a diet nutrition plan, although I, I, I do that as well. I can do that. What I try to do is log into you know what they're eating on a daily basis, maybe my fitness power or something like that, to see what they're eating. And honest, you know, there needs to be a lot of honesty and trust there. You know, and they have to understand I'm not judging them for what they're eating. I'm just trying to show them how they can change a few little bits, a flexible kind of, yeah, yeah flexible yeah, yeah. because. You know, we both know, Warren, you know, and like you've just touched on it, we're all different. You know, so me eating once a day or me eating twice a day or me eating three times a day or six times a day, it, I find something that works for me. Me eating a keto diet or me eating this diet or this or this or this, you know, I need to find something that works for me. 
You know, on, on the whole, a calorie deficit is all we need to be, a slight calorific deficit to start shifting a little bit of body fat. But then obviously we've got to understand the journey, the, 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 the amount of time. So it's not like actually Friday's coming, I'm going to eat a load of Haribos and a couple of burgers because it's my cheat day now. And I've, you know, I've lost two pounds, but I put three pounds back on. And then the following week it's like, okay, my weight, what's going on? Actually, you don't need a cheat day. You've got 40 pounds to lose. You've got 40 yeah, pounds of body fat to lose. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's it. And this is it. You know, some people I speak to, I say, what, what, what happens then? You know, and they, well, Friday night, I have my curry. Saturday, I'm Sunday, Monday morning. I'm like, that's not, that's not the weekend. That's half the week. <laughs> you know? have, a, have a cheap meal. Have a cheap meal. If you need a cheap meal, have a cheap meal or a cheap time zone between this time and that time, you know, eat what you want between that time and that time. If you're going to have something sweet, have it after you've eaten your main meal. So I'll still eat my, you know, my main meals. I'll still have my curry or whatever. But if I want a bag of Haribos, then I'll eat it after. So my insulin spiked up a little bit. Yeah, sure, with the food, but it's not necessarily spiking up by the Haribos. And, and, and you know, my body will kind of just consume those calories. Well, stuff, when you say you know? a bag of Haribos, I used to, if I have like six Haribos, I'm, I'm on a, ah, I'm going on a sugar, a sugar nut. But I, I used to, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, Our daughter dude, was, um, oh yeah, and I'm the same as you. I, I can have the same breakfast every morning if I have, because yep. I typically have breakfast after I've trained, so which is yep. later on in the morning, and oh, then, yeah. it, but I, I can have the same breakfast. I can I can eat omelets every day. I don't. I just mix up what I cook it with: yep. chilies, yep. peri peri, curry, whatever, yep. and I mix something up potatoes. Spicy. You like it? So yeah, you like it? Something yeah, spicy. I like, yeah, I like yeah, I like a, yeah, yeah. a good vindaloo. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know that. And I'm like you, I can have the same food day in and day out, each and every single day. So, and when I was, when we were living in Dubai and our daughter was first sampling sweets, you know, like ice cream and stuff like that. So yeah. I would be doing my intermittent fasting throughout the week. And then every Friday, because it's a, it's the first day of the weekend in Dubai. So every Friday is the first day. And then we would have Friday would be cheat day. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. could, she would know yeah. every Friday we can have ice cream now because that would be yeah, my day. Yeah. I can have ice cream. Yeah. yeah. So there was amazing how kids are. Kids are amazing. My my daughter, you know, she's like five. I've got three children. Uh, one is eight. One is ten. Uh, two boys, and my daughter, the youngest, is five. And and, and she, we we allow her a sleepover because she likes a little sleepover with mummy at the weekend. So she was like, "How many days to the weekend, mummy? Is it when's the weekend?" And, and and so it's the same. They're very clever. They're very astute. Okay, for three days. All right, then I can have my sleepover. You know, and we, we allow the children sweets, you know, obviously uh, very, 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 very rarely do they have any kind of fizzy drinks. They usually just drink water, maybe a very little amount of high juice or something like aspartame free. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, they, they have the odd sweets, maybe once a week kind of thing, you know, but nothing, nothing too much. We have a lot of fruit, you know, they, they eat a lot of the fruit. Yeah, and that's just the way they, they know. They know no different. They know no different, you know. It's natural um, for them, yeah. 100%, you know, and, and I think that, that that's, you know, when, when you hear, yeah, but it's tough, it's for the kids, you know, that's for the kids. Really? You feed your kids all this? I mean, that's supposed to be a treat. You know, you're like 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 pound overweight, but you're buying this for your kids. It might not necessarily be giving them the same kind of, the, the right kind of meaning. And I'm not knocking anyone, but a lot of the times we've got to look at ourselves. You know, we've got to look at ourselves and we've got to put our hands up and say, you know, and you know what? So I, I was watching someone's uh, um, 
someone's uh, a Zoom recording the other day, you know, and he was talking about this young child who had a blood test result, you know, of 66 to one or something. And it kind of it, it blew my mind that a young child would be so out of balance, like 66 yeah. to one out of balance. I was like, wow, what is this kid been eating? You know, this young child been eating to get 66 out with, with a blood test. I was, I was blown away. I mean, I've seen some high results with children, but the with balance. that, I was just totally blown away. That's like the about 10 days. Yeah, man. Mate. Yeah, about 10, 10 years ago, there was a story out of Texas where a girl all her life since the from the moment she basically was able to eat solid solubles the only food she ate was kfc wow it was the only food she ever ate until she got to the age of 12 and her body just collapsed wow. her organs everything just poof that's it now, yeah. our, our daughter she she knows thankfully she knows mcdonald's burger she won't even she 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 hears the word mcdonald's yeah. she goes Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, drinks, I'll, I'll, I'll never, ever, yeah. never. Absolutely. Same, same here. I mean, I mean, sure, we have barbecues and we make our own burgers and stuff like that. But oh, um, completely different. Yeah, you know, the hundred percent. I'm just going to change my 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 headset. So well, I think change. we need to. I think we need. Yeah. We need to start okay. wrapping up now. In any case, yeah. I've, I've, cool. I've just that's got cool. a couple of things I want to ask you, Kenny, before we um, yes, wrap mate. up. If that's okay. Um, of course. Would you say that doing bodybuilding, you've got to have some intense discipline? I think for any kind of for any kind of activity that you want to maybe take to a competitive kind of uh, level, I think it takes discipline. Any any kind of thing, you know, whatever it is, you know, there needs to be discipline. Building a model, there needs to be discipline. Reading the book, you need to be disciplined if you don't necessarily like reading. You know, um, developing muscle is just uh, it, 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 it's just an, a, a higher kind of level of discipline because it's difficult to, to to control everything we eat. And so that really needs to be on point. You know, you need to train hard. You need to you, you need to take the body to a, a level of maybe where, where most people aren't prepared to go, uh, where it's really uncomfortable, you know, to, yeah. to, 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 to get, uh, to provoke a response in the muscle fiber, you know, for it to actually kind of respond, especially like Warren was saying, as a nat natural athlete, it's hard. Everything needs to be on point. If you're not getting the right nutrition, your body's very clever and it take it from somewhere else. If you're not getting, you know, if you're trying to develop your, your bicep and you're not eating correctly, it take something from your leg or your chest or whatever, the muscle fibers, it'll break it down, protein, and rebuild. It's like having 100 Lego bricks. You've got 100 Lego bricks and you're not going to add any more Lego bricks, but you want to build something bigger. No, it's not going to happen. You have to break down something to rebuild it. So you've got to constantly be making sure you've got the right amount of nutrition, protein, carbs, and fats, and all those kind of things on a daily basis all the time, all the time. It's not like, okay, three times a week, you know. It needs to be there all the time. So that's that's where it takes a, a, a little bit different discipline on the food side of things, especially when you're 50 years old with a family, and, and it's a kind of hobby, as it were. You know, it's not a profession. It's not a, a way of earning money. It's just a way of feeling good, looking good about yourself. So it does take a, a level of discipline, but it's no different than anything else. I mean, a, you know, I touched on someone playing squash. If that squash player wants to play um, a, a comp, you know, competition, then they probably put a bit more effort into it, a bit more discipline. They want to step it up to county level, then they've got to start looking at things a bit differently. And want to really start it up, take it up to national level, then I would have thought, 
the, the amount of discipline is it just is across the board. So yeah, it does take discipline, mate. Yes, great. Uh, and um, is it about losing weight and building muscle mass? What is bodybuilding? It? Yeah, bodybuilding. I think bodybuilding for me is a way of life. You know, it's a way of life. You know, I, I've embraced this for many, many years. Uh, it's always been with me. It helps me with my back issues now. It's like it's like uh, a relationship that's always going to be there for you. You know, it's, always, it's never going to turn its back on you. Um, a, it, 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 it is a, a feel-good factor. You do feel good, you know. Um, and it, it's good to be able to run around with the kids and do things. You know, like I said, I have got young kids, so I, I try to do a lot of things with them, skateboarding and, and, and what have you, you know. And we train together every day. I mean, we, I, we homeschool our children, you know, so they don't go to school. We, 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 we teach them from home. We've teach them from, from home from day one. They've never been to school. Um, so we do martial arts every day. You know, I, I coach them martial arts. Uh, we do uh, training kitchen workouts every day. You know, we do our English, our math and all those stuff and blah, blah, blah. So it's very much a family thing. So it, 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 I, I kind of lost track of what the question was there. Lose fat, build muscle mass. Okay. Um, obviously, to build muscle, you, you need a certain <laughs> level of weight to, to work with weights. You need, you need to. You can't just pick up a tennis racket and start building muscle. You can pick up a tennis racket and start building your, your, your forearms. You know, or squash racket and build your forearms. And if you look at some squash players, they've got a predominantly a bigger arm than the other arm. You know, so any exercise or, or football players, you look at the muscularity in their legs. Or cyclists, speed cyclists, they got big legs. But if we're looking at people on the whole to build muscle, it's usually with weights. Um, and to burn body fat, uh, you don't necessarily need to be a bodybuilder to burn body fat. Absolutely, but it, 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 they they they, they kind of go hand in hand if you want to take it to a competitive kind of stage. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's easier to lose the fat if you have more muscle. So it's absolutely yeah, yeah you're burning more calories. Hundred percent. Yeah. This is why 100%. bodybuilders very often can go. They can shift from from yeah, there to here. Very yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's one hundred percent right. All right. Well, I, think, I have one more question. I have one yeah, more I question. I was going to say, um, I haven't got anything else to say. So Warren, if you want to finish up, and then we'll uh, what uh, what martial what martial art are you to to Dan Black Belton? Um, I, I, I studied martial arts pretty much all my life doing different martial arts. I started with uh, Gojuru karate. I've done Laogar Kung Fu. Um, the, 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 the two black belts I've got are actually in street fighting, you know, so I was actually following a Spanish street fighting urban X, uh, KFM system. And that's why I got my, my black belts in street fighting. And not, and not Krav Maga or anything like that. Like that, very similar to that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So very, very similar to that. So it's kind of cool, you know. Um, quite uncomfortable, but yeah, cool. Yeah, it's meant to be, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any of those. I've done some bushido. Yeah. Bushido. Oh, bushido's oh, very nice. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. I don't uh, coach yeah, jitsu, yeah. you know. So like you say, you know, weapons training and stuff. But yeah, very. I've done, cool. I've done aikido, taekwondo, and kickboxing. So. Brilliant. Yeah. Aikido, you know, brilliant. All, all martial just, arts are great. You know, all I, was, I was just thinking. Bodybuilding is a form of martial art as well. Bodybuilding. If we're going to start, when we sell products, a bit later on maybe, depends on how things go, I was just thinking, 
They'll have to buy them because we just beat them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, not, that's what all martial arts about, is it? It's about not wanting to fight, not having to fight. Yeah. yeah, they're all turning off. You can get out there first. You can get out there first. Yeah. <laughs> great. All right. Well, gents, thanks, thanks for, you know, today. It's been great. Kenny, we're going to have you back on because we will, we will talk about intermittent fasting. And yep. uh, I, I have to say, I know absolutely nothing about it at all, but you two seem to. So it seems um, I've got more research to do. So uh, <laughs> anyway, let's let's call it a day. And um, thank you very much. Thank nice you, guys. It's been, been, been nice a pleasure you. talking to you guys. Uh, lovely talking to you, Warren. Thank See you, you guys later. Cheers. Have a great evening. Good luck with the kids. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Cheers. All right, we're on. Uh, oh, Kenny.